0: Hi, welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where hey, our goal is going, to help man? you,
1: our church members,
0: better you know. understand the what and the why behind all we do here at Grace Rancho. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Thanks for
1: interrupting. I just felt like uh, interrupting you. You Just want to make it a little lively. Yep, because yeah, we got to <laughs> we have people want to you don't wanna, want you don't to be, be too live, stodgy lively. on this podcast. No, we don't. No, stodge is not allowed. All right, let's get going. Let's go right into it. Right into it. And jump in. The topic today is evangelism, and it's it appropriate is. because... Because we're supposed to evangelize. Uh, yeah, but why is it appropriate for this particular season of our
0: church? Oh, uh, because we're doing growth groups, and what we're studying, we're reading a book on evangelism, and encouraging uh, our members to develop a culture of evangelism and practice it in their lives. That's right. Not just for these 6 weeks, but in their lives moving forward. Uh, I
1: bet for some people there's some fear in this. Yeah, I think so. Do you have any? Um yeah, I mean I haven't really sat here and trembled over anything, but hesitation? There's I have got some. There's, it's not easy all the time. Yeah, we have our, some neighbors that we we want to share the gospel with and just trying to think about wisely doing it. Um, and yeah, there's some, some nerves involved in doing that. What are you doing over there? Just opening a LaCroix. Mm. So if you hear some slurping in the middle of this podcast, that would be Michael. No slurps. I apologize for no slurps.
0: Hey, but we've got evangelism growth groups going on. Uh, I've really enjoyed ours so far. We've had a lot of good discussion. Um, and a lot of just encouraging status updates and things from people.
1: Yeah, four different groups. Our group, um, last night, we uh, met digitally. We're praying for 44 different people. Yeah, we're Oh,
0: I I should tally it up. We're probably praying for something similar. I don't know. (laughs) I think 46. (laughs) (laughs) Always got to win. I didn't tally up the number, but if you think about all the people... Just in the growth groups, maybe others in our church are doing this as well who aren't in a growth group. Um, there's like two hundred something people our that's church really, is probably praying for right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really and, and that's just those three people that are kind of local and stuff. People are praying for family members, mm-hmm. people out of state and other things too during this time. I just think that's so encouraging.
1: Very encouraging. Really need to think about um the fact that God's hearing all these prayers, he's delighted in the prayers of his children. And he is sovereign and he will do what glorifies him. And we can rest in that. Yep. Hey, so as we talk about evangelism,
0: let's kind of preface it or frame this conversation with this question. Okay. Eric,
1: what is the mission of the church? The mission of the church is found in Matthew 28, the very end of the gospel of Matthew, where Jesus is ascending into heaven and he tells the 11 disciples, Judas is not in the picture anymore. Uh, To go into all nations and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. So the Great Commission. Good job. Is the mission of the church. Make disciples. Make disciples and baptizing and teaching
0: them is part of that.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Which is why it's a whole church activity. It can't be. It's Individuals do it, but it's a whole church that has to ultimately make a disciple. So
0: evangelism then is a huge part of this mission of the church. We we can say that, right? Uh, it fits yeah. in really well to them, to the mission of the church.
1: I think it's important to look at it that way. And rather than looking at evangelism and discipleship, like two different pools that you could be swimming in. It's like you you jump into the evangelism pool and you swim in there. And all that entails is telling people the gospel, but not much of a relationship, not much of a long-term commitment to that person just kind of lobbing the grenades in into their lives of, of the gospel. Or you like swim in the discipleship pool and then you're really only dealing with believers and you're you're trying to help them follow Jesus. Um I think Christians understand that discipleship is the umbrella and a subsection of that is evangelism because evangelism is the front door to Disciple or to the journey of following Jesus, but all of it is under if if I'm trying to help someone follow Jesus and they're not a believer yet, I have to evangelize them, yep, so I would say so that, let let's pause for okay. a minute
0: because you're getting in to I just want to something I want to make clear okay define discipleship,
1: okay that's good, um so we because like to, you
0: you did just now, yeah, yeah, but people might miss it so let's let's make it clear we
1: we like defining it um In the very simple way, that is, to disciple someone is to help them follow Jesus. Wherever they're at. Wherever they are at.
0: Non-believer, baby Christian, been a Christian for years, etc.
1: Bingo. So, now, can I disciple my neighbors who are not yet Christians? I say, yes, I can try to help them follow Jesus. Now, I have to make that... Clear, like what I'm not trying to do is cause them to conform mm-hmm. to Christian morals um, because to follow Jesus, f- the first step is repentance and, and faith.
0: And so, the first step then, that first domino in helping someone follow Jesus, if they're a non believer, is evangelizing them.
1: Uh, be- well, be- maybe not the first domino because w- I think I got to get to know them or have some sort of contact with them, usually. Entirely.
0: Yeah. But. If you're truly helping them follow Jesus, you've got to present the gospel at some point because they can't follow Jesus without right. You like can't that, give them yeah. platitudes and just like you just said. Yeah. So let's define evangelism really quick. What okay. is evangelism?
1: So our book, uh, what how's it defined? It's like and teaching the gospel with an aim to persuade. Mm-hmm. So there's a teaching element, an explanation element. There's a aim. There's a goal that it's not just a data dump. It's we have, we want to win this soul. Um, and then persuasion. Uh, we're we're seeking to be winsome. We're seeking to be intelligible. Um, we want to persuade the mind and the heart to follow Christ. So and, yeah, and we're, let's it's, just it's verbal. with
0: that, let's say all through the power of the Spirit, all because the He the does Spirit. the saving and the work.
1: It, yes, yeah, yeah, totally. So that evangelism does refer to more the verbal proclamation of the gospel aspect, and not as much doesn't refer as much to the overarching relational you know, development of a person or discipleship of a person. Totally.
0: So to truly disciple someone, though, we we can say you kind of have to start with evangelism and there might be steps you take to share the gospel with them. Yeah. But we want to make sure we get the gospel there. Otherwise, we're really not discipling because Jesus isn't in the picture.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not truly following him until they've repented uh, and trusted him in response to what he's done, his finished work, death, burial, and resurrection, gospel. Yeah, so they need the gospel first. Awesome. Um, so we
0: know what discipleship is. We know what evangelism is. What is not evangelism? Well, there are things we might do that we think I just did a good thing. I just evangelized someone, but something might be missing. Yeah. What,
1: what are some examples? Well, first, like let's not say that everything that's not evangelism is bad entirely. Right. Right. Because because we just said there's steps. Uh,
0: sometimes because not every conversation you have, especially if it's with your neighbor who you live next door to, you might have small conversations along the way. You might not have five, 10 an hour here and there to present the gospel and to have a real conversation with them and for them to ask you questions about it. Wait, what does that mean if I trust in Christ death on the cross for me? Like you you just don't always have that opportunity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think part of showing love is considering others interests ahead of our own. And even though our interest is to share the gospel with them, we also want to ex- express concern for what they're thinking about and living through. And so I think it's normal Christian love, and it's a good, it's, it's part of being a good neighbor, is listening and talking and getting to know them. And so we understand the gospel is, we want to infuse that in our relationships. We also know that the relationship's got to be bigger and broader than just, um, hold on, it's got to be bigger and broader than just spouting the gospel. Sorry, you shoved something in my face.
0: I got an email that's about evangelism. I thought it was funny. I was trying to show you the title.
1: I couldn't like, read it. Who knew? Who knew? Okay, You expect whatever. me to be talking and reading at the same time? Entirely. I'm not multi-talented. You love to you. talk
0: and you love to read. <laughs> you can't do both at the same time. I can't. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, so there are things we can do that aid evangelism. Yeah, and lead right, to and those are all good things, but let's just not confuse them for okay. evangelism. Yeah. So, maybe the things you're about to list are some of those, maybe they are just other things we confuse for One evangelism. thing you don't want to
1: do is shove your phone in someone's <laughs> face like, as they're trying to talk to you. <laughs> I, I found it amusing. I've
0: never done that before in the podcast. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, Give it's me a the break. first
1: time for everything. Probably not the last. So,
0: time. so I'll start. Some things that might not be evangelism. <laughs> okay, what's something this that is freeform, not freeform an angel- baby, freeform podcast? Yeah. Uh I think a testimony we can say, I shared my testimony. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you, that's part, that's like a pathway to share the gospel, right. And evangelize, but sometimes you can share your testimony. It could be something that happened to you. It might not be like your Christian testimony or you can share. This is how Jesus worked in my life to save me and mean that when you say I shared my testimony, but hopefully our testimony includes the gospel. And we proclaim the good news of Christ and how he saves and lay out who God is, who man is, how Christ saves and what our response should be. It doesn't have to be, you know, formulaic, but hopefully those things are included in our testimony. But we can give testimony on a different things like the Lord worked my life in this way. The Lord worked my life in that way. And if we're not preaching the gospel, we're not giving the good news we're not evangelizing in that moment
1: yeah truly I, you can and share your testimony and include the elements of the gospel i was a sinner before a holy god and you know i deserved his punishment christ you know accomplished my salvation through his death burial, and resurrection i repented and trusted him even that's really good and it contains all four you know god man christ response elements it's not the gospel because the gospel is an announcement in the uh, and it's to you and it's urgent and that final piece of like the gospel is response and so to evangelize is to get through God man Christ but also then to say what are you going to do like this is a this is relevant you need to hear this make Um, clear that repentance and faith are the expected true outcome will you trust in Christ yeah it's a yeah um It involves yeah calling for a response or asking them to consider and pray about it. It's it's presenting it, but it's not presenting it as because when you in our pluralistic age, if you share your testimony, people go, oh, cool, good for you. Like I'm glad that really works for you. Yeah. And and we're we're saying no, no, no. This isn't just about something that works for me. This is objectively true. If I never existed, this would be objectively true. And you need to respond because this. What I'm saying has a claim on everyone who exists. Indeed. And you need to respond in repentance. I was just talking with someone
0: and they said they shared their testimony, but they didn't get to share the gospel. And I said, hey, don't don't be afraid to include your, testimony, your the gospel in your testimony. Mm-hmm. But for this individual, sometimes you just don't have time. Yeah. And right? sharing they, your testimony is good. the, like, the person they, they were start. talking to had to leave. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, yeah. don't beat yourself up also as we walk through these couple things and say, man, I'm just a failure because I didn't share the gospel with the, that person. Or, or any individual, because I talked to them once, right? Yeah. You're not a failure. Try to be faithful. And if you can't, then you can't. And you know but what? the goal is to evangelize. So let's try to.
1: And, and you just said, you, you're talking about, you don't, don't need to feel like a failure. Guilt is a terrible motivation to do evangelism. Yeah. It's just like, it's not sustainable. It's not compelling. Like you'll, it, it just creates legalism. If, if we're motivated by guilt, and that's one of the things, like, honestly, I think we need to be aware of in these groups. We want to hold each other accountable, pray for each other, and encourage each other, one another. But we do not want to create false senses of guilt when it doesn't happen like we want it to. And we're not as, like, we're, if we don't follow through as, as much as we want to, I don't think we need to try to use guilt as a stick to beat people up. And then try to get them to go evangelize again the next time. Totally. That's part of the reason why people are afraid of evangelism is because um, they feel judged if they, they do they it. They feel judged in or they the feel wrong guilty. Yeah. we don't want to communicate that at all. The chapter we just read, uh,
0: chapter two of Max Stiles' evangelism book, we it, it mentions uh, like celebrating essentially when when people have yeah. opportunity to evangelize or even just engage an unbeliever towards that path. Yeah. And so we decided in our growth group. We're gonna we're gonna clap for people, and we're gonna say, "Hey, good job!" And everybody, everybody amused themselves. Literally on Zoom. clapping like this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that out. Uh, <laughs> we're just cheering people on. Hey, good job! You you are on your path to evangelizing that person, or you establish a connection. With that person that you hadn't talked to, or or you invited them to come over, or you did something to serve them, also that you can evangelize them. We're just evangelizing them, we're just celebrating those things and yeah. saying, Good job, let's continue moving forward. Yeah. Um something else, Eric. That's not evangelism. Well, yeah, that, that's not maybe here's one, uh, that's not you particularly evangelizing, even though evangelism might happen. That yeah, the...
1: I think it's common to think of an invitation to church as great as that is, it's not evangelism because um, they haven't heard the gospel. And we try to evangelize every time we preach. Here at Grace Rancho, we wanna make all preaching. Um, We preach the word of God and we exposit the text. And we also understand that Christless sermons are clouds without water, bread without yeast. They don't uh, feed the soul. And so we say that yeah, we're going to preach the gospel, but to invite someone to church isn't preaching the gospel. It's a good thing. Do it,
0: and they and and you might be a part in them being evangelized because yeah. they hear the gospel
1: at church, and, yeah. and that's good. I wouldn't. I would hate for someone to think we're supposed to be evangelizing, and I I was thinking of inviting him to church, but. That's not evangelism. But a simple so invitation isn't evangelism is kind of what we're saying. Yeah. We're just saying, let's get our categories right and make sure we understand what we're doing. Yep. But invite people to church, bring them. Send them the link these days. Yeah, Give them true. a gospel track these days. That's true. Um, there are there, those those things. But yeah, that's that's that. And then I, back in CME, we used to have a, a local church that was in our community that did this huge concert every year. Just massive, you know, invite all the churches and all the people to come for free, and they pulled off, and that was their evangelism. You know, they they did this thing. And I, I went one year, I can't even remember if I actually heard the gospel, but man, tons of people showed up.
0: You could be a volunteer at that event and yeah. just be taking out the trash yeah. and think, I'm doing evangelism because... We're singing these Christian songs and doing these things, but again we're just clarifying evangelism is you proclaiming the gospel right, yeah. and so we just want to be faithful to do that and clarify what it really is. Yeah. there are things that are good um, but they might not always be direct evangelism yeah
1: so those are I think that can hinder evangelism if we have certain things that we think that we're do or that we're doing that we think are evangelism um Another interesting hindrance to evangelism is when we have really narrow ideas, concepts of what it is. But like the mode of it. Yeah. Like I have to do street evangelism to strangers. Ray Comfort does evangelism. And i if I am going to do evangelism, I need to do what Ray Comfort's doing.
0: Otherwise, you're not doing it. Otherwise, right? I'm not doing it. It's got to be asking a question that just pierces the heart right away and convicts them.
1: Or and, no, like walking up to a and, stranger completely, you know, off the street or in a park or somewhere and then just having this nailed down formula. You know, have you ever stolen anything? And those are all good things. And Ray Comfort is a master. And I think Ray Comfort does a great job. He'd really just share the gospel. But sometimes we think that's the only way. And if that's the only way, I think 90% of the church is going to be terrified of doing evangelism and will probably not do it.
0: And he's probably really effective at it, it appears, right? Yeah. But he, that doesn't mean that that's
1: your most effective, like, approach to evangelism, right? You're not Ray Comfort, Michael. Uh-uh, man. And neither am I. Um. And and praise God for Ray Comfort. May yeah, there be entirely. more Ray Comforts out there in the world.
0: Um. But, but praise God for people who are faithfully talking to their neighbors every day and and seeking to weave the gospel into their conversations too, right? Because we've talked about it a lot, I think, just generally maybe in this process, but relationships can play a huge part as we evangelize people um, because it adds credibility as people see our lives and they know that we care for them and we model care for them in in ways. um, They can be even eager to hear what we have to present to them because of that.
1: Yeah, because they've seen a life that... Is compelling, and they want to listen to that yeah. entirely. Yeah, I mean, so that gets us. We could think about, you know, on the street corner, evangelism, open air preaching, and is that a valid form of evangelism? If people stick around long enough. Uh, well, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. I always think about the guy who preaches
0: this really long gospel presentation, but not one person stayed for more than thirty seconds. Yeah. Did you so really one, preach the gospel to anybody for if that sin? Happened? <laughs> one person
1: right. stayed for. One person stayed for repent and believe, but they don't know what they're repenting of. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think it can be. Uh it can be. I don't think it's the only way. I would I would think that if someone came to our church and really wanted to do that, they could. Um they would have to we would want to know what they're saying and everything. If they're gonna represent our church, we would we would want them like any other teacher to be vetted. But um yeah, I think that,
0: that's a caricature that so easily we think of as evangelism. Yeah, it, but it, it it's not the only way.
1: But it also yeah, we can think of it as the only way of evangelism. We can also think that that's the more mature way because because it's bold, because it's bold and it's in risky. your face and risky and um and so we have like these these people on pedestals. Actually, in in our growth group, we had a couple share that. Uh, in a previous church, they had this group of people who were the evangelists and they were, um, they were the ones known for going out in the street corners and doing this, you know, cold evangelism and, and the, the, what this couple's, their perspective was they were kind of cold to a lot of people and and a little bit self-righteous and a little bit like a clique, like this, their own little group. And uh, if you really, you almost weren't taken seriously as an evangelist unless you did things their way. And I just think that your form of evangelism can be just like your form of fasting that we've been talking about in Mark. Like it could be totally an external Mm -hmm. form that you point to as proof of your own goodness or maturity. And that's just simply not a measure standard for us to use. You can be faithful in in, in a faithful follower of Jesus and never do any street preaching ever in your whole life or no, and never in your whole life do cold evangelism. Mm -hmm. You can be a faithful Christian and do those things or never do those things. Totally. It's, it's so true.
0: Let's, um, let's kind of think towards maybe other hindrances to evangelism. Um, we talked about a mis- misunderstanding, a narrow, a narrow conception, concept of what it is. Anything else in your mind that hinders evangelism? I, th- I think when I think of it, I think um, pride and even being absorbed in ourselves can hinder our evangelism because we're afraid of what people think of us, mm-hmm. right? What if they say no? <laughs> they re- it's, it's like we tie ourselves to it so much that we think if they reject the gospel, they reject us. Yeah.
1: Or what if they think I'm weird? Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's a common one, right? Just fear. fear. Yeah.
0: And there's different fears. I'm just afraid to talk. I'm afraid of what people think of me. I'm afraid of not presenting the gospel right. Um, but I, I, I love in part of the book at the beginning that we're reading in growth group, it, it mentions like I'd much rather see someone who who isn't perfect at it practicing evangelism rather than someone waiting to be absolutely perfect at it. For five years, and then waiting to finally evangelize someone right yeah. because we want to be faithful to preach the gospel um, and not hold up some weird standard
1: yeah, yeah, I think uh busyness can be another hindrance mm. when we just fill our lives with so many things that and then we think that they we don't have time for people um when we're other, I think we we it's okay to be busy with good things, with, with the things of the Lord, sure. um, even with things, you know, if, if we have, you know, there's times in our, our lives when we have lots of things going on and our kids have different things going on, but instead of seeing those things as hindrances to evangelism, we can see them as opportunities or doors or the mission field. For example, if your kid has a, um, a spot on the little league team or something, uh, you, you, can, you can see those as, man, I'm so busy with Little League. I, can't, I have no time for evangelizing or no time for discipleship. <laughs> when it'd probably be more accurate to think, if we're, if we're thinking biblically, okay, I have an opportunity for evangelism and discipleship with all these people on this team that my kid's on. And seeing, reframing and giving ourselves a new perspective rather than seeing those things as getting in the way. Same thing with work. Like work can, mm-hmm. it can be and should be your mission field. Entirely, Where, um,
0: wherever the Lord has
1: put you, yeah. um, we got to see to make disciples. Yeah.
0: Anything else you want to add about evangelism, Eric? Um,
1: I'm I'm not really. I think we are just. It's what we compared it to last night in our group was. It's like we're putting on a cast for a little bit, and we're gonna walk with a cast. Um. To help us think through and understand and even practice what it looks like to walk uh, as a church that practices evangelism, as a culture, as a habit, as a way of normal life. Mm-hmm. So this is like, uh, it's not a campaign. It's aiming for our culture. We're doing something temporarily to help us uh, learn to live this way. Yeah. And then when we take away these growth groups, uh, the idea is we, the, it, that none of this all stops. Mm-hmm. The idea is that we've hopefully thought about things differently, learned a lot, encouraged each other, and created new habits and ways of thinking that just continue in our lives with the uh, neighbors and coworkers and families and you know, all the people we're praying for. Entirely.
0: Our, our hope, right, we've talked about this, is and, and what we're praying for is that the Lord would bring unexpected uh, conversion growth to our church, right? Uh, Maybe something we haven't even seen before. Um, Unprecedented is what I meant to say. (laughs) Not unexpected. It could be unexpected. Unexpected is good. I mean, we'll we'll take both. Um, But we're praying towards that end because we want to play bold and specific prayers. But um, also because we, I I think, thinking towards an outcome of this, let's see all of our people model this. And let's see new people at church because we invited them. And when, when that happens, let's just... Help those people along as well and say, hey, this is your first time at church. (laughs) Have you heard the gospel or where are you in kind of figuring out what Christianity is? How can I help you answer questions? What are you thinking through? Yeah. Um, And let's encourage one another to do this and pray for one another as we evangelize. Yeah. Real
1: quick, let's think of some more. We talked about what hinders and what's negative and what's not real quick. What's, a, what's a, a big view of just doing this? What's a right way of thinking about us? This, this? A model that even we can advance? So I'd start with this. Build relations with a lot of people where God yep. has put you and genuinely be interested in them and genuinely love them. If we genuinely love them, that will show in our lives. Entirely. That will, that will include hospitality, sharing meals, you know, inviting in the the home, you know, befriending neighbors, you know, play fantasy football with them, have a barbecue, let your kids play. I think, yeah, being really intentional about church. We have lots of visitors when we actually gather, usually. Mm -hmm. I think that that time after church, right after the sermon, is a great time to just follow up with visitors. Hey, what'd you think? You know, totally. And, and then yeah, encouraging and praying and telling others to pray and sharing on Sunday nights and inviting and all those things will contribute to this, this relational culture of evangelism and discipleship we're trying to create here.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Let's, let's do that and let's encourage one another pray for one another um, and join people as we see them evangelizing. Yep. So awesome. Hey, we are praying for you, church. We miss seeing you in person. Uh, and we pray that the Lord would allow us to do so soon. Thanks for listening.